Hi there, welcome back, listener. Welcome to Stalder Origins, the podcast that takes a look at the origins of each concept in learning and development and corporate learning so we can learn how to best apply their principles and build a better practice for tomorrow. My name is Alex Alas, I'm your host, and it's another beautiful Sunday. We have today the topic of microlearning. Microlearning has been uh, very popular in the last five years or so, and um, it has a very interesting origin that perhaps you may not know about. I certainly did not know about it. It goes back to the 60s. In 1963, there was a book published by Hector Correa, or Correa, if depending on how you want to pronounce it, but um, Hector Correa published this book named The Economics of Human Resources. And in the book, it's a very interesting book. It takes a look at human resources, uh, the role of education for human resources, and the different uh, approaches to it from a, it's almost like taking economic theory and applying it to human resources or seeing the correlations of that. So in that concept, there is, uh, in the book, there is a section cover, which is actually defining uh, what microlearning is and microlearning is there defined in page 106 in microlearning it defines uh, microlearning it mentions the concept as microlearning curves or microproduction functions of education and particularly what it focuses in in saying in quote the simplest examples of microlearning curve refer to a simple skill such as a manual operation or how a person learns such an operation when he is taught how to perform it. Now keep in mind, this is the 60s. It was very common to write with uh, male-based pronouns. So we have um, the continuation here. It says, at various intervals of, of time, this performance is measured by some appropriate system for example, the time required for completing the operation and the measurement is recorded. The progress observed in each successive measurement is attributed to education. This interesting thing is not really being discussed as training and development, but much, much more as education and somewhat of a attainment of skills. So this kind of sets the concept of micro learning and it's very close and related to the concept of learning curves meaning that you're measuring um, pretty much the performance the learning performance on the process of learning as a curve and there are some interesting curves represented here in other contexts in the book so the link and everything else that we, all the sources we're talking about here is available in the description. Make sure also you go to LinkedIn. There is a newsletter that publishes a quick summary of the episode and the links are there as well. Resources. 
So check it out. Now, 1963 micro learning, it defines for us a simple skill, manual operation. In 1969, we also see then, and I mean, this continues on for the next three decades where the concept of micro learning is permeated throughout, spark, sprinkled here and there. We have uh, Lerner Miller and, Ed, and others is listed. Not many other authors are listed. It's just Lerner Miller and others. And this is out of the University of Iowa. And is the title is Continuing Education for Rehabilitation Counselors, a Review and Context for Practice and Research. So this one is an interesting one. It's a paper that, it's a research paper that discusses microlearning and the evaluation pieces of it. So this paper is closer, way closer to workplace learning because in this uh, paper, the context is completely based on workplace learning since we're talking about rehab counselors, which is an occupation, a work occupation. So it also defines a learning experience. So a learning experience is a control exposure of a learner to a period of stimulation at the end of which evaluation is initiated to provide feedback. A micro learning unit might then be considered to be a single frame in a program text. So meaning that a micro unit could be a three day workshop. Um, so micro learning here, it, it will be a part of that. And so that again, continues with the theme that micro learning is a single skill or a small portion focus on a specific skill or subject in the instruction design. So moving on to the 70s, there are other mentions of micro learning out of the University of Oregon in 1981. We have uh, an awesome paper by Wayne Wicklegreen, Wicklegreen, I think it is, and human learning and memory. And uh, this is a great paper because if you want to learn more about memory, cognitive coding, and all of that, I recommend really reading this paper. It's nice. It has some of the basics there. And um, there are some key important things, especially if you're an instructional designer, on the section of memory dynamics. And the discussion there as well is made with, you know, senses sensory memory, long-term memory, short-term memory, all those good things, associative memory, chunking. But there is a specific mention of micro-learning as well. So in this case, Wicklegram looks at it and confirms that micro-learning is concerned with the learning of a single association of a small set of associations, encoding a single chunk or small set of chunks. Furthermore, then explains in terms of storage, micro storage, mentions it as a micro storage, is concerned with the subsequent consolidation and forgetting of such small atoms or molecules of learned information. And then he also mentions micro retrieval, which is concerned with a single elementary act or recalling or recognizing some unit of information. 
a word, a concept, or a proposition. The reason why he does that, Wilkogren actually extends the whole notion of microlearning into micro storage and micro retrieval because in terms of memory and how we encode and retrieve, those are the three phases of learning. So he mentions that in terms of memory, the memory has three temporal phases, learning, storage, and retrieval. And therefore, if you're micro learning, you'll have micro learning, micro storage, and micro retrieval. So if we move uh, to modern times, if we move to something more contemporary now, since we talked about the beginning, really the main theme here is the micro learning is a focused concern. It's a focused effort in terms of instructional design or uh, learning and training, and is the opportunity to perhaps practice that one thing, that one item that comes into play. Something similar happened here. If we go back to, you know, if you can go back to episode four, uh, the first episode that we have here with the instructor, the man in the job by C.R. Alling. Again, I love that book. It's very influential on in everything that we have done in terms of workplace learning. There's a mention of a short course, creating a short course because the training programs, programs, not a course, the training programs then for the emergency fleet corporation span over weeks. And there was a need for people that perhaps were a little more experienced and they created the short course. Now the short course was only eight hours and that was considered to be intensive and short. So AKA sort of micro learning at that point. But we see that the distinction of micro learning starts with the with the book by Correa in 1963. And then from there, we see all the different themes pretty much hunting into the same concept. So if you have one skill that you want to address, that's the skill, that's that's what we consider micro learning. And it allows them because it's shorter, because it's a just a one bout, it allows for more practice. It allows for a design in which there could be a little bit more exposure and over time and also spaced distribution of that. In other words, meaning you can, let's say, now that you have different uh, ways to provide this, if it's face-to-face, -face, it could be reviewing or coaching one specific skill or a job or an occupation. If it's uh, e-learning content, it will be one skill and, and it will be concentrating on that skill and what it attains to achieve that skill. Some skills can be more complex than others, but the main thing that you have to remember is that it's not about time. It's not about 15 minutes or 10 minutes. It's, an, it's not really that time bound. It's really more about addressing one skill. And you can address one skill with probably a maximum of two learning objectives, but it might need more. So I think the, the most important part of this is conducting an analysis of what is to be achieved. For example, something that confirms what I just explained is a paper on curriculum development guide based on a technical program. And this um, curriculum development guide explains uh, 
discusses that pertaining to the design, it should be noted that the micro learning activities listed under each performance criterion of a course double up as outcome expectations. So outcome expectations, if you consider that, those are your performance or learning objectives. So in other words, each learning activity is an objective for student assimilation and for teacher utilization during assessment activities. So this has a focus more on the education side, but in essence, you know, we have to combine those two elements in there. So when you're designing micro learning, you have to think of achieving the one skill and then how is that going to be delivered in terms of methodology? So your delivery methodology could be face-to-face, -face, could be VILP, could be instructional design in terms of e-learning. Um, all of it obviously can be instructional design, but trainers also are able to deliver micro-learning. And the main basics apply, which are to have one to two learning objectives, ideally, and that will give you the opportunity to provide more practice time on that specific skill. The thing that I think will be very important to consider is that microlearning is not a substitute for a training program or a substitute for a course if a course is needed. And in terms of the learning development and design, when you start looking at it, well, in the modern times now, you got to look at perhaps a book by Carl Kopp, uh, Microlearning. I think he wrote that in collaboration with uh, Robin DeFelice. She is um, pretty much a pretty known good expert focusing on microlearning. That's the work that she focuses on. And those are some good friends of mine or people that I know in the industry, which are great and and have um provided this information there's also mention of uh you know ray jimenez as well so dr ray jimenez um he's also has put out some content on micro learning out there in terms of ideas in terms of execution so when you think of that take a look at those resources and make sure that you are well informed as to how to, to deliver microlearning in terms of not getting, let's say, cut up on the fuss of bite size and buffet. And, you know, I guess you can get learning diabetes if you don't watch it. So make sure that you stay with those uh, basic foundations, concentrate on the one skill, concentrate on one to two learning objectives, and don't worry so much about time or whether it's, you know, boring, fun or whatever. It's really addressing the skill and then setting up some kind of sequence in which learners can learn this over time so they can have some aggregation or su successive approximation, if you would. In other words, each time you practice something, you, you get that exposure, you get better. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening and have an awesome rest of your day.